Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Stephen Banos. And I'm Anadin Amikaraja. Hello, Anadin. Hello, Stephen. How are you going? Yeah, I am outstanding today. Ooh, why are you outstanding? I don't know. I've just had a bit of coffee, a bit of sushi. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If anyone's uh, following us on Instagram, you may notice that I posted a photo of uh, Stephen saying that he may be out of a job in 2020, mostly because <laughs> he uh, he hasn't turned up uh, uh, on time. I think it's been it's been a trend uh, in the last few weeks, and it's resulted hmm. in me setting up the equipment. But uh, you know. 20, maybe it's a new year resolution for you, Stephen. Maybe um, next I year. I am actually trying to normalize 15 minutes late <laughs> <laughs> so that you commend me when I get in early. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe I'll uh, I'll come 20 minutes late so that, <laughs> that we'll just keep it. It'll eventually actually be a midnight conversation that we have on this podcast. <laughs> oh, Who do we have to thank today? We're thanking CPAS, uh, the <laughs> Australian Centre of Public Awareness of Science, who provide us with this audio equipment. And even today, we found mm. out that there were these pop filters and we attached them. So how do we sound? You know, I think uh, you know, it sounds pretty good. It's I think so. Yeah. Uh, Got to say a lot of P words. Uh, Peter Piper picked a bag of pickles. Is that what it is? Picked a pack of pickles. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, so all that probably sounded excellent with not a lot of... Uh, fizzing because yes. of because of the pop filters. So that was the, fun. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of CPAS. Let uh, us know if you can hear the difference. Yeah, Adam um, will feel proud of himself. I, I will. But today's mm-hmm. podcast, I feel like Stephen should lead it in, mostly because you were the mm. one who chose the uh, paper relating to your specific situation. I mean, is yep. this how papers are going? Like we feel something uh, personal, and we just try and find <laughs> research to see what the answer is. I, I don't know how it goes, but well, yeah, that, that seems to be the trend um well this one i kind of found because i uh, i think i mentioned last week's episode as well that i dislocated my shoulder mm-hmm. i was like uh climbing walls yeah um yeah. bouldering no bouldering. you weren't just finding a wall and climb. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna climb that wall and that yeah, wall yeah. <laughs> it's uh you're bouldering so an actual activity physical activity uh, actual yeah. activity yeah, yeah. I, I paid to to climb walls and um yeah well, i jumped sort of backwards into a wall and i managed to dislocate my arm mm. and uh you know, went, went to hospital, the whole shabam. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I, I don't know if, if, if you know how it goes, like in terms of recovery, but you sort of need a little bit of time. Your muscles are really stiff around the arm and you can barely move it and stuff. And mm. because, you know, we're heading into summer now, I'm like, damn, I'm losing my summer bud. <laughs> this <laughs> really? is crazy. Like, oh, no, it's your shoulder, right? Oh, yeah, no, but well, because you can't do activity, I, you're losing other uh, uh, elements of, of your uh, muscular physique. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah exa- right. exactly. So. Right. I, I can't do push-ups anymore, mm. um, which is one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah. uh, I actually, was... I think on the pod uh, like six <laughs> weeks ago, we were talking about how you're doing push-ups and your bulging uh, chest. You remember that? Yeah. I, I just wanted to bring that up again, just to let people know that it, it was a reoccurring segment that they that you do have a fanatical obsession with push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> do you think people will imagine my chest as being huge, like Vin Diesel or something? Mm, I think so. Does he have a big chest? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, mine is. Uh, on he's, par with he's the guy in the car movies, like the guy who drives yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fast, fast and furious. Yeah, yeah. This is added in with pop culture. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but lead us into today's paper, so, Stephen. Yeah, I, d- I was doing a bit of research. How can I prevent muscle atrophy? Mm. And atrophy one, being uh, reduction in the muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? It's like shrinking, just shrinking just of shrinking any muscle. Muscles, so we yeah, can yeah. even use the word atrophy to describe mm. brain shrinkage and Alzheimer's disease. So it's just the brain getting smaller or certain areas. So mm. Same thing with muscles. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and one of the things I found was like, uh, if you work out one side of your body, mm. generally the other side of your body sort of evens out, right. which I found really interesting. I was like, yeah. oh, hang on. So what? Your, your muscles can kind of grow without actually working them out. Mm. And then I found this other paper that was like, if you imagine lifting weights or doing a certain exercise, you can actually gain strength in that muscle or muscle mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Just by imagining. And I was yeah. like, this, this is nonsense. <laughs> I have to consult the actual paper. Yeah. And so that's how I found this paper. Yeah. It's called The Power of the Mind, mm-hmm. the Cortex as a Critical Determinant of Muscle Strength forward slash weakness. I, I'd like to think that this is a paper that you are finding because of your circumstance of, mm-hmm. of being, what did I say, incapacitated or debilitated? Yeah, well, you say that. Uh, incapacitated, yeah. It's a bit um, purple. But in, well, in reality, <laughs> well, wait for what I'm about to say. In reality, I feel like this is just uh, an act of laziness on your part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the trend continues and you're like, how can I gain my muscular physique whilst not doing anything? So apart from visually Im- imagining doing the exercise in the head, but that's what these uh, people looked at today. They, they're they looking at, can you Im- mentally imagine uh, doing exercise and what effect does that have on muscular strength mm. overall? Um so, Stephen, do you want to walk us through some of the like key things within this study? What are some of the main things that, that yeah. happened? What did they do? Well, we'll start. what they actually did was they had uh, 29 volunteers and mm-hmm. they, they wrapped their wrists in casts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was over the course of a month. Yeah. They had kind of the group that was uh, like the control group that wasn't doing anything. And then they had a group that was... They, they sat perfectly still and then they flexed their muscles. I believe it was on their wrist. Mm-hmm. And it was, what, 11 minutes a day, five days a week. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so their their hands, like, immobilized, right? Like, so they yeah. have this cast on and they can't really move it, and but they're just, like, um, trying to flex that muscle with, yeah. Mm. And so they, they kind of, they monitored, like, to, to make sure that the wrist wasn't actually moving at all throughout and just make sure it wasn't entirely mined. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't read all the things that they did. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. well, I actually, I actually think they they were trying to say like try and contract it if possible in some respects. I mean, there was a mm. bit of visualization, but there was a bit somewhere where it's saying like, yeah, try and contract the muscle and focus on it and stuff. So there was a bit of contraction happening, I think. But okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But o- overall, yeah, it, it was mostly the instructor would say like, look, we're going to give you five seconds, and we want you to imagine you're pushing up against uh, a hand grip as hard as you can and continue until we tell you to stop and then after five seconds of rest we'll ask you to repeat this and it's sort of like doing repetitions at the gym but they're doing it in their mind and so to push 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 and then do it again and then uh, stop again so so it's it's sort of that imagery that that's sort of happening with there so yeah yeah so at, the, at this point if mm. you're if you're uh, in a position where you can be seated sta- or be just stationary mm. pick a muscle group yep and uh, imagine yourself working <laughs> that, that muscle. And for the rest of this podcast, you can be uh, right. having yeah. a workout. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten to results yet. Yeah, we well, don't I even know. giving it away now. But, but I, I have found uh, here just the line. It should be noted, this is what the authors say, that this mental exercise was not simply a visualization of oneself performing the task. Rather, the performers were, performers were instructed to adopt a kinesthetic imagery approach in mm. which they were urged the muscles to contract maximally. So what this means is like they 
they were asked to imagine, but also like to actually like contract that muscle. So yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and 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 what that was essentially what they did. They had yep. those two groups. They were healthy. The, the, interesting to know that they were sort of I think young in their um, age age range. I think they're in their early twenties for all the groups. So mm. I, I get that's pretty pretty young for this. And 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 what did they find, Stephen? Do you know what the overall result was? Yeah, uh, it was approximately. Oh, the the group that was visualizing these um, the the workout mm-hmm. gained uh, almost double. Yeah, the amount of strength mm-hmm. in that in that muscle. Yeah, than which those is, that didn't, which is pretty amazing. I mean, which That's is why really you're looking crazy. ripped, right? Because you're you've been mentally imagining since last week. About, My uh, wrists every... are very strong. <laughs> 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 and, and that's the thing, because it's not. Is it just the wrist? Is it the whole body? Do you have to do like? Do you do legs one day, mentally imagine legs, and then back the next day, and then chest the next day? Is is that sort of breakdown? Like, uh, I wonder the application of this. I, I guess so. What hmm. I'm what I'm trying to figure out is is I mean, is the muscle actually changing or is it just kind of the, the neural pathway between the brain and the muscle that's, that's sort of strengthening? Yeah. What's, what's, what is going on here? Why is this happening? Good, Can you help me out? Good question. Well, look, I think, I mean, the evidence here does seem to suggest that the muscle itself is getting stronger. So there's, firstly, there's that. There's, we, they didn't really look at the pathway connecting the brain to the muscle. So you'd have to look mm. at the nerves there and see um, what's going on with the firing of uh, neurons. So like the electrical impulses that are passing from the brain to the muscle, what's happening there. Um, but... Uh, overall, it does see that strength improved in those that imagined it. And I, I was really skeptical of these results, mostly because, hmm. I don't know, I, it just, it seems one of those things that are too good to be true. And also, I mean, yes, the study was done on a small population, but, you know, it, the things they were having these people do was quite intense. So, like, they had to do it for five days a week for a set amount of time, I think a, a, a number of weeks. And so... To get find people who are willing to do this in the first place is very very difficult. So the the sample size, regardless, is 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 not the main thing. But what I found interesting was that they said that, firstly, subjects were not randomly assigned to the treatment group. Treatment being mentally imagining things, but rather were assigned based on whether they were willing to undergo the immobilization procedure. So whether they were like, yeah, okay, I'm happy to put a cast on my wrist. That that's cool. So. That's in itself is a sort of mini red flag because you're like, well, is there certain characteristics that those people who are willing to do that uh, have that may influence the results? Um, I can't really think of some, but it may be motivation. I mean, and they say in the limitations, they didn't really assess like how frequently people were doing things outside of their little sessions. So it could be motivation. But so there, there are just things that I'm questioning in terms of the samples that was put in. But anyways, as a result, hmm. I was like, this seems way too good to be true. I'm going to do what I always do and look at a systematic review and see what the effects are. Oh, of mental great. imagery on muscular strength in healthy uh, participants. So a systematic review, collection of studies that examine a topic, and, and that way it, it's less biased to the single study uh, that we, we find. And, and they found pretty consistent results to what this study found, which is mm-hmm. that um, the, the use of uh, mentally imagining um, the performance in itself improves strength overall. And, and, and they, they suggest, look, at the end of the day, we think that strength training, in addition to mentally imagining the strength performance, is what's recommended. And I was like, wow. So, yeah. There's, there hasn't been any evidence of the muscles actually growing in size or toning or any anything that... I'm not sure if they, if, they, if they looked at that in this paper, mm. right? I think they were just looking at 
the, just the output of, of like the strength in the wrist. So I'm not sure if they looked at exactly the size, but yeah. yeah. Mm. That, cause that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that interests me a lot because they were, they're talking about strength, mm. um, which doesn't necessarily suggest the muscles bigger, right? No, doesn't. Okay. Yeah. 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 So and it can be strong and small. If it's, you know, efficient, if it's an efficient muscle, like it can be quite strong. I think uh, a good example is compare a gymnast to a bodybuilder. Um, Mm. So gymnasts are typically quite lean, bodybuilders are quite large, um, but they would both have comparable strengths on certain aspects, I would would assume, because gymnasts are lifting their body weight and... And you know they have different things. So uh, I get uh, like it's, bodybuilders yeah. have this explosive strength, right? But these gymnasts have these um, endurance type strength. So it, it depends on how you define strength in that respects. Okay, this it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. I guess yeah. I've always, you always associate a big muscle with a strong muscle. Because it's true. It's, it's all, well, I mean, the bigger your way. muscles, in a way, you, you're more likely to have stronger muscles. But mm. it does just because you have a. Sm- if you have big muscles, yes, you are likely to have stronger muscles, but just because you have small muscles doesn't mean you don't have strong small muscles. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah, so like yes, there, yes, it, yeah. it could just be your body is small but efficient and able to do a lot of exercise. I saw, mm. um, what's his face? The guy, speaking of you bouldering and injuring your guy, there's a, a documentary <laughs> on a guy who free-climbed um, Yosemite, uh, and he, uh, I forget what his name, he's a super famous dude, Alex maybe something. And right. uh, so he's free-climbing it, so he does it without ropes. And, uh, I mean, doing it with ropes is the same effort, I think, but just less risky. But yeah, yeah. in any in any case, he is got a very thin physique, but he's able to pull his body weight up like thousands of kilometers of mm. you know rock. So I mean, could a bodybuilder do that? Does that mean that the bodybuilder isn't as strong, or you know what does that mean? It's just what the strength is tailored to. So yeah, what what is strength? <laughs> what is? Strength? I didn't think we were gonna get. <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna get there. That is true. Oh, that is. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, what what this paper does show is that. There are benefits to mentally mm. imagining things. And I, I thought the clear benefits of mental imagery are when you think of things, you're more prepared. You're putting mm. forethought in. There's a lot of research showing like when you, even in social interactions, when you for, put forethought into social interactions, you're more likely to have successful social interactions. And it applies to a lot of things. Yeah. So, mm. I, I have been wondering a lot about the um, linkages between this study and say, uh, like athletes who kind of visualize, you know, running track or your football players that visualize their free kicks before they take mm. them. Mm. And I guess, uh, are they essentially, you know, training the neural pathways to their limbs to Possibly. execute that? I risk? mean, yeah. it, it could be that their muscles are getting stronger for their limbs, but it, I mean, it could mm. also be that they're more prepared. So they're less uh, confounded by external variables, like maybe on the day there's heaps of people, but they're able to focus because they've mentally prepared themselves. So there's more elements to it, but it's just like practice experience within the mindset. So practice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like you've seen the matrix right oh uh, yeah i have uh one of them i think i know the first, <laughs> the first one i think, one, I think yeah. the first one yeah yeah yeah. and where they can basically like i don't know they like use a code to basically give someone a skill is that what it works it's is like that what the numbers were for maybe i missed that i don't know I yeah years yeah ago. is that what the, they also they input codes it's like a, it's like a program that yeah. they like download into I understand. You know, the subject and then and then <laughs> and then that person's like oh i can fly a helicopter now is that, how, right. is that what the premise of the movie it's, was? I haven't watched it in a long time, but I don't the remember. The premise of the Matrix? Oh, man. It's, I, it's that they're living in a virtual world. 
Well, like, yeah, humanity like a, is living in a virtual yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, like an objective reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there are people that can, like... So you can input skills. That, so I could know, be like, yeah. let me learn um, how to speak a certain language. Yeah. Right, okay. The, so the whole bullet <laughs> thing, well, explain that to me. The, you know, the whole what? You know where he's like, he dodged bullets and stuff? Was that yeah. because he sees the Matrix for what it is? Like, bullet, yes. the bullets weren't real or they are real? No, it's because he's... Yeah, he sees the Matrix for what it is yeah. and he's able to, like break his mind out of the like oh the okay mental restrictions the realms the realms of, of yeah, yeah 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 okay 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 i'm up to speed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully the listeners are too but i i doubt that they required that level of explanation <laughs> on a very popular movie uh i even know keanu reeves uh, was in it so like i know his name it was keanu reeves right? yeah, keanu yeah, reeves. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah go on your point being about the matrix the point is when i read this i was like oh th- maybe like I feel like we're closer to mm. this point where we could just like stimulate the mind in a certain way or in a certain area to actually change the body's abilities or functions. That's what I'm getting at here. Because yeah. basically what is it? The primary cortex yeah. from memory is basically like controlling the strength of a muscle. So if you're able to like stimulate the primary co- cortex without actually, you know, using your using your body in that way, then like surely there are possibilities elsewhere. Yeah, 100%. Don't, don't doubt. I think uh, <laughs> 100% right. Like the, the, well, we say primary cortex as well. I think it's um, a shortened form of primary motor cortex. So like okay. it's the part of the brain which is responsible for motor movement. So mm. it's like, um, it's interesting. Some of these papers were, were just talking about, um, you hear these words and it gets intimidating. But when someone says just the cortex, that means brain. Like yeah. cortex yeah. is brain. So specificity is important to understand like what it means. But primary motor cortex is just that motor region. So anytime you move your leg, it's that area of the brain that's actually working and firing. So, mm. so I mean, Stephen, so what's yep. your takeaway? Are you hopeful? I, I mean, you seem positive about this. I mean, mm. you seem happy about the overall outcome in terms of mental imagery. You think it's beneficial in your life? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. And I think... It's because I'm realizing the relationship between the mind and body is really intimate. Mm. And uh, even if you kind of lose certain functions in your body or abilities yep. like I have, um, you can you can still m- manage that. Mm. And that for me is like particularly important as I'm getting older. Mm. Like if I can keep my mind healthy and if I can keep... Yeah. Like I, I can literally visualize being healthier and stronger and fitter yeah. and my body will respond. Yeah. I, that's massive. It's you can, incredible. You, yeah, you can, you can almost stave off illness and deterioration. Yeah. Which to me is amazing. Um, I mm. wonder. I would. I, I'd be hesitant in terms of. I mean, I, I'm. I'm definitely all for a positive mindset. I think it has a lot of mm. power and, and undertapped power. But I think. Uh, I wonder how. What 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 the impact is? I mean, this is showing a fifty percent increase, but that was a fifty percent increase in strength compared to the control group. So, what does that mm. really mean? Like fifty percent? Like, so if mm. I give you a drop okay. of water and then I say, "Look, I'll I'll give you fifty percent more." Now you have one point five drops of water. So, like. It's still a small amount, so it's 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 talking about how big does this effect mean for us? I I, I think it's a positive thing, and in, in, I, I don't mean to yeah, burst your yeah, bubble. My bubble is so bad. <laughs> 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 See, just giving this a really sad look. Look, I think it's great. I think the results are looking very consistent, looking very positive. It's it's as uh, what's the magnitude of this effect in terms of yeah. um, scalability is is important to think of. But I think there's a lot of other benefits, not just like direct strength of the muscle that uh, we we've discussed already about mm. men, mental imagery, which can be very beneficial. So. 
Yeah. Look, no keep, keep dreaming. You, yeah, keep no dreaming, Stephen. It's going to be like Voldemort. I'm going to try and live forever. He's doing <laughs> is that what mental he, exercises. Well, that is what he was doing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Man, I'm going to brush up. When you do a PhD, all you do is read research. I, I don't know. know any pop culture. I, I secretly <laughs> filter in pop culture references. I'm <laughs> trying to help you. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> your takeaways. My takeaways are... I was very surprised by the mm. results, and why, which is why I was skeptical. I th- I'm very comforted to know it's it's for me. It reinforces the emphasis of not only the uh, ability of a positive mindset, what that can do, but also like you don't have to just be ill or sick to be doing this sort of stuff. Like mm. when you're healthy, if you can um, put your mind towards things, there are physiological consequences that happen. When I say physiological, I just mean your body changes with the mind. So, yeah. you know, I think I think the greatest example is like if you, you know, look yourself in the mirror and you have negative thoughts over and over, you're more likely to have a negative disposition. And if you have positive yeah. thoughts over and over, you are lo- more likely to have a positive disposition. I think it's just understanding that is like such a powerful tool because then you start saying, okay, well, I'm just going to try and think positive thoughts. Oh, mm. caught myself having a negative thought. All right, try and have another positive thought. And then you just go in that cycle over and over. And uh, I think I think it shows the power of the mind is beyond what we fully understand yet. Totally. There's, uh, that's why I'm in neuroscience research because the mind is like one of the few organs in the body that we still have like very, very little uh, mm. knowledge about. So, um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Uh, yeah, the mind fascinates me. Very, very interesting. Do we have time for a fact? We do. From, is it from you? Because I don't actually have <laughs> no, a no, fact. No, no, well, just... Well, you have an interesting fact? I don't know. I was just going to say... Um, oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Well, as you... Because... Um, mm-hmm. And when we have an interesting fact, is don't we um, play the music from your thing? Yeah, but I'm going to butcher this fact. And what do you you're mean? You're going to have to try to film me. Oh, wait. Wow, hold on. Just hold on. Hold on. Yes. Yes. I got it. Steven struts his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Steven. <laughs> oh, this is going to suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just um, I I did I did read uh, something the other day that was like the same part of the brain uh, in across everyone that showed signs of mental illness, and that was like a broad um, broad definition of mental illness mm. um, showed abnormality in the exact same part of the brain. Okay, and it was the same. It was that part of the brain that's kind of responsible for switching tasks or switching focus. Okay. Which I think is fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I guess the takeaway here is like, um, oh, I don't know. I forget where I was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think your brain that was responsible for switching tasks just Literally. switched off. It was just like so. I mean, the the key thing is how are you going to be focusing on improving your muscles <laughs> if this is the train of thought that you, that you have? I was going to tie that back into an earlier point, and then I lost that earlier point. So, cool. Yeah, I need to work on that. that and part of my brain. Uh, that was Stephen Bannis <laughs> strutting his stuff. <laughs> Uh, cool. That's all we have for today. <laughs> we that. can delete that whole bit. Maybe. <laughs> no, we'll we'll keep that in. I think that's important for people to know that uh, Stephen is a human and he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's working through things. But it's saying that, listeners at home, if you uh, enjoyed that podcast, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. Check us out, as always, and uh, feel free to check us out on Instagram and send us an email. Where do they email us, Stephen? At? Midnight Conversations Podcast um, at gmail.com boom all over it he's still got it for the win to finish the episode and uh, thank you very much for joining us and thank you Stephen. <laughs> thank you <editor. laughs>